The Superpowers of the Soul Channel is brought to you by Superpower Experts. Visit superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers today. You're listening to Superpowers of the Soul with Tonya Dawn Rackler and the Superpower Experts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Superpowers of the Soul. I'm your host, Amorakai, and I'm so very happy to be here today talking with our beautiful guest about something I suspect many of us might be struggling a little bit with these days, and that's how to rein in your busy mind to live more consciously. If you're a fellow human being who sometimes feels stressed out, preoccupied, or distracted by the thousands of thoughts we each have in a day, then I invite you to get nice and comfy and to really lean into today's episode with pioneering mindfulness expert, Aura Nadrich. Aura is an international keynote speaker and coach, the founder and president of the Institute for Transformational Thinking, a sought-after expert in the fields of mindfulness, transformational thinking, and self-discovery. She's the author of incredible books, Says Who, How One Simple Question Can Change the Way You Think Forever, and Live True, A Mindfulness Guide to Authenticity, that one named one of the 100 best mindfulness books of all time by Book Authority. And I'm extra excited about Aura's latest book, Mindfulness and Mysticism, Connecting Present Moment Awareness with Higher States of Consciousness. I think it's best described by author Marianne Williamson, who says it's both deeply mysterious and eminently practical. It speaks to the mind as well as to the heart, both explaining the mystical and leading us into it. I cannot think of a greater gift to give ourselves or the world right now. Aura is absolutely fabulous. I am sure you will adore her. She is just made of pure heart energy, and I am sincerely delighted she is joining us today to get deep into how to rein in your busy mind to live more consciously. Aura, I'm so delighted you're here. Welcome to the show. Hi, Amor. Thank you so much for having me. Mm, I am so excited to have this conversation with you today, because I think now more than ever, what you have to share is just so needed by so many people. But first, 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 I'm quite sure before we get into all of that, our dear listeners would love to hear your answer to our favorite question around here. And that's, Aura, what is your superpower of the soul and how are you using it for good right now? I would say my superpower of my soul is trust and intuition Mm. of it. Beautiful. That gives me chills because it feels like the key code to unlocking just about everything. There's so Mm. much freedom in that. There's so much Mm. joy in that. There's Mm. so much resilience in that. There's so much clarity in that. And at Mm. the deepest, I feel such a profound sense of peace. There's a leaning in there that has these ripples of peace at the center of it. Wow. Yes. Mm. How yeah. beautiful. I won't ask if you were just born that way or if it was a bit of a journey for you. You know, I would say both more. Mm. You know, I do believe that we come into the world. We're a unique, one-of-a-kind spirit mm. that incarnates into our vessel, our being, our body. And so that's who we are. And again, if we trust that, and we embrace it, and we accept it and celebrate it, 
it will lead us on the life journey. So as somebody who came in in a way that I feel was really aligned with my authentic self, (laughs) I went on a very deep journey and have been going on the journey. The journey never ends. Mm -hmm. Remember, it's not the destination, it's the journey. Yeah. So this is the journey that I am on, and it's an ongoing journey of awakening. Mm. Oh, so be- all right, folks. You can feel the depth already. You can sort of feel the warmth and and the peace. It's like this beautiful energy that just draws you in and allows you to really unfold yourself. I can't wait to get deep in a conversation with you without interruption. So, Aura, we're going to go ahead and cut to our short break now, so we can go ahead and do that. And just before we do. Where's the best place for us to send people to find out more about you and connect with you? My website, which is auranadrich.com. My all of my social media handles are pretty much auranadrich. You know, I've got a few um, on Instagram, auranadrich, author auranadrich. But if you really want to kind of take a deep dive into most of my work, it's on auranadrich.com. Beautiful. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. You are listening to Superpowers of the Soul here on the Superpower Network, and we will be right back to get deep into how to rein in your busy mind to live more consciously with Aura Nadrich in just a moment. Stay tuned. Hi, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. Are you ready to master your life? Are you looking for more calm and peace? connectedness in your relationships, more clear communication, guided thoughts, and a confidence in your ability to come up with creative solutions no matter what happens, then join us at our next experience. Go to superpowerexperts.com and get signed up today. Welcome back, everyone. This is Amorakai. And if you're just tuning in, today we are talking with Aura Nadrich about how to rein in your busy mind to live more consciously. So Aura, I feel like so many people, especially these days, can extra relate to having a busy, chaotic, even out of control mind. Can we start off with just a little explanation of why you might think that is? Well, there's so much going on. I mean, you know, there's so much going on in life anyway. And if you add to that, you know, what we've gone through over the last two years, you know, we we got, you know, into this, sort of we got pulled into this current, if you will, you know, I, I've described it in my new book, you know, it's like a tsunami that kind of came across the entire globe. Mm-hmm. And we got pulled into what has been called a pandemic. And we went through so much unnatural behaviors and uh, things that we had to adhere to that so go against our true nature. Do you know, we're not really meant to go into lockdown. We're not meant to be away from one another. We're meant to be together. We're meant to connect. We're meant to resonate. So if you take all the things that have just happened in the last two years, and a lot of people have felt it and still feel it. Do you know, mm-hmm. I don't think we can so easily dismiss that. So if you couple that with already the busyness of life, you know, the the getting swept up in the doing rather than just taking time in the being, do you know, we don't really make a 
conscious or concerted effort unless you really take time in your day to do things like meditate or, you know, uh, have some kind of mindfulness contemplative practice. We don't really allow ourselves to go into the art of being as much as we're so used to being in the act of doing. So, mm-hmm. that's why during this time right now, there is such a heightened sense of that. People are really feeling it vibrationally. They're feeling it intuitively. They're feeling it physically, mentally, spiritually. So, you know, something like reining the busy mind in, I think is really so necessary and more because I feel that we all need to know how to stop that voice, that chatter, that constant bombardment of a grosser type of energy that's coming at us all the time. (laughs) And to be able to say, stop, I need to stop. I need to literally stop the noise, literally and figuratively, to be able to not let my thoughts run amok, not let my thoughts run the show because they don't. We allow that to happen. And that's why having mindfulness practices, again, helps us be able to be aware of the busy mind and be able to use beautiful skill sets and tools that can quiet it down. And we can then realize a level of equanimity. Mm. Oh, I can't think of anything in this hot moment (laughs) that could could be much better, much better. I love it. And I love particularly what you said about where the power is, because I find that, you know, so much of our vernacular and and certainly so much of uh, even our sort of uh, social proof, the way we speak to one another, we speak in terms as if we cannot stop those thoughts. We can't stop that sort of obsessive mental planning, comparing, right? Directing, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. and and so many of us have been taught to wear that, that sort of busyness that leads to that fragmented, distracted, you know, sort of presence uh, with a badge of honor. Like, I'm so stressed. I'm so busy. That means I'm being productive. That means I'm being worthwhile. That means I'm, you know, something significant. And yet, what you're describing really puts the power back in our own hands and allows us by the sounds of it to participate in life from a much more fully present, fully awake, fully participating being that has access to all of ourselves. That's exciting to me. That's really yes. exciting. Yes, it is. It is exciting. I love that you're using the word exciting because it it is, you know, when we allow for those natural states to be in, mm. it is exciting, you know, and then we <laughs> break the myths of the dysfunction, you know, and the mm. behaviors that are dysfunctional that are sometimes celebrated, actually. <laughs> and then we discover and we realize, no, 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 that is not true that is not authentic that is not real that's actually mm-hmm. inauthentic to the to the natural rhythm of the spirit you know you asked me a question about the soul mm-hmm. you know that's why we end up feeling that something's just not quite right mm-hmm. and we we sometimes can't really pinpoint it but our soul knows it always knows when something is out of balance mm-hmm Absolutely. It's really hard to hide from your own soul. Hard to hide from your own soul. Yes. yes There's exactly. always that little underlying, hmm, yeah, something's not quite right yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and also to what you said, 
Amor is don't be so quick to give in to this sort of narrative that, oh, it's okay to be stressed out. It's okay mm. to be so hyper busy that yeah. oh, you know, I'm, when I started uh, my mindfulness meditation practice, I can't tell you how many people would say to me, oh, I, I'm just too busy to meditate. Oh, no, no, no. I just can't meditate. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just too busy. You know, and I said, I can give you a meditation for five minutes. Are you too busy yeah. for that? Are you too busy to focus on your breath for a minute? Mm-hmm. You know, and it would just stop them in their tracks, you know, it'd yeah. be like, oh, okay, I get it. I get that I'm caught up in the illusion of excuses. Mm. Oh, what a beautiful line, the illusion of excuses. Oh, I love that. And so true. I also particularly love the distinction you're making around, you know, you sort of use this word authenticity and the the illusion of excuses. I love that because we're seeking this kind of authentic experience as a human being and we're looking for it outside of ourselves everywhere. (laughs) We're looking for it right everywhere, but where it actually lays waiting for us, just waiting for our attention. Oh, Mm, love it. Love it. So much, so much here. So you mentioned your book, your recent book. I'm so excited. And you mentioned some mindfulness techniques, you know, I can sort of feel the energy of maybe why you wrote this book. You're so passionate about this and I can I can tell what effect this has had on others through the ripple and the channel of you. Are there any particular techniques and and maybe you could draw from the book itself that you would just offer our listeners as a starting place, maybe one or two? Yes, so mindfulness is a practice that anybody can practice. It's mm. it's something, it's a quality, actually. Yes, it can become a practice, meaning something that you consciously apply to your daily life. But mm. it is a quality that is inherent in all of us, meaning each and every one of us possesses a mindful awareness, which really means how aware am I in this moment? Mm-hmm. You know, you can just ask yourself that question, how aware am I in this moment that I'm in right now? So what I love to do is I love to start that first thing in the morning. And that's the easiest way I can introduce it to anyone who wants to really dive deeper into a mindfulness practice. And that is that from the moment we wake up, from the moment we open our eyes, most often, what do we do? We jump out of bed. Do you know, we're Mm. quick to get into, again, the doing. And we really don't even take a precious moment, like the moment we open our eyes, which we can take that very moment and go into gratitude. And that's an awareness of being one more day alive. Do you know? Mm -hmm. It's saying, okay, I'm alive in my body one more day, and I'm profoundly grateful for that. So Mm -hmm. take that extra moment. Remember, these are moments that's 60 seconds Mm -hmm. that, you know, to be in present moment awareness which is the practice of mindfulness, you're really in the moment. And we're so busy rushing out of the moment, we oftentimes really waste the very moment that we're in, or we don't even appreciate it. So I really encourage to start in the morning, you open your eyes. Mm. What I love to do, and I'll share my practice is I love to open up all the curtains in my room and I open up the door so that I could see everything that's outside. 
I can see the trees, I can see the clouds, I can see, you know, is it a rainy day? Is it a sunny day? I want to listen to the birds. So start first thing in the morning. If you can, don't just jump out of bed. I mean, I get it. Some people have <laughs> to get to some place mm-hmm. by time, but mm-hmm. catch it as soon as you can. So if you're in bed, take a moment, open your eyes and do something that I call life gazing. You know, look around you. If you're lying in bed with your partner, connect, look into each other's eyes. You know, if you want to get up, go to the bathroom, come back, take that moment, as many moments as you want to really connect to your heart, gratitude, Mm -hmm. the awareness that again, that you are alive one more day, which is going to set the tone for the rest Mm -hmm. of your day. It's Mm -hmm. going to completely springboard you into your day with gratitude. Mm -hmm. So that's my always my go to first thing is to really connect with self. And what I also like to call it is take your spiritual pulse. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) I call call it that in my book. I call it, you know, take your spiritual pulse, Mm -hmm. which means just check in, Mm -hmm. check in with yourself. Where am I? Where am I at right now without thoughts telling me who I am or what I have to do or who I have to be? Just connect to present moment awareness. I'm in this moment. I'm blessed mm-hmm. to be in this moment. And this moment is enough. Mm, I particularly like that last piece. Yeah, it's enough right here, right now. Yeah. Uh, this really brings to mind of all things an old old movie, a goofy comedy movie I saw lifetimes ago. Can't remember the name of it right now, but essentially the premise of the movie was the the men in this family had this superpower in that they were able to take themselves back in time and relive any moment. And, you know, I'm sure you can imagine they used it in the beginning for all kinds of trying to make things go their own way. Oh, that didn't work out. Let me redo. (laughs) Right. Because nobody (laughs) else knows. Nobody else knows I'm reliving this moment. Just me. I know you're going to say no when I want a yes. Let's let's try a different tactic. Long story short, what I took away from this movie is in the end, what they realize is the only thing that that superpower afforded them that mattered, that made any difference was the ability to go back and relive every moment and not change it, but relive it exactly as it was with full presence. Mm -hmm. And it brings tears to my eyes because Mm -hmm. the difference in their experience night and day, the circumstances didn't have to change. The moments didn't have to change. The power was always within them to be fully present every moment, appreciating it and just be there. And we can give that to ourselves any day. That is the most incredible superpower, exactly what you're describing and how wonderful. Yes. How wonderful. Okay. So spiritual pulse. Love it. Let's talk about that word a little bit. Cause you know, spirituality is one of these words that gets tossed around a lot. It means different things to different people. And I, what does it mean to you when you're using it? You know, what does spirituality mean? Can we all live a spiritual life? What does that mean? What does that look like? You know, what comes to mind immediately, I've defined spirituality in so many ways, do you know, for mm-hmm. me, it's, it's really honoring and connecting to my spirit. You know, if I'm connecting <laughs> to my spirit, then I'm going to be living spiritually. You know, mm. there's a beautiful quote by a uh, French philosopher, 
and mystic Pierre Teilhard de Chardin, and it is oh. our mm-hmm. spiritual beings living a human existence. You know, we are spiritual and we're living in this human body, but we have to really recognize first and foremost that we're spirits. That's the spirit. That's the soul. That's the thing that breathes life into our being. So for me, you know, I don't even know if I've ever answered that before, but spirituality Mm -hmm. for me is being aligned, being connected, being aware, loving my spirit and letting it guide the way. Mm. Which circles right back around to your opening superpower that you're putting to service for good right now. And that's that deep trust. That's that intuitive channel that connects us. In my experience, I'm guessing in yours, it's similar that we can really relax into and trust our own lives and be awake and aware and present the more we are connected to our own spirit. I love that definition. I, there's so many ways to relax into that and unfold a way forward in listening to ourselves yeah. and our own yeah. guidance and our own intuition. And in my yeah. Very yeah. humble opinion. That's the best service we can be to each other. Go ahead. Exactly. And, and I, what I was going to add to that more is that when we take our spiritual pulse and really why I propose mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is because it lets us know whether we're really connecting to our divine spirit or we're not, you know, and mm-hmm. no judgment, but we can, we yeah. can really connect and say, you know, I'm living more of the human experience and I'm not really connecting as much to my spirit. I need to connect more to my spirit. You know, when you take mm-hmm. that pulse, it's like taking your temperature, mm-hmm. you know, and I love that because it'll always let you know whether you've moved, you know, away from your own divine spirit (laughs) and you're living a little bit more in the human experience which can be very gross Mm -hmm. and not not as much on a maybe high vibrational level yeah it's just having an awareness and that's the beauty of mindfulness mindfulness is awareness and Mm -hmm. when you start to use it as your you know basically your gps Mm -hmm. on the life journey you become much more aware of when you're, oh, I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm moving a little bit more in that direction. Again, the doing and the human experience. And I'm, I'm kind of not as much in the spiritual being, you know, sense of myself. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful way to navigate the life journey. Mm. When I hear you describe it, the the vision, the visual for me is more like a dance. Like I, when I listen to you, that doing and being, that human and spirit, that light and dark, that yin and yang, that's the vision I get. It's like dancing between the two. So we're not overly spending, you know, too much time in one, but basically dancing between the you and using one to affect the greatest experience of the other, almost. Beautiful way to put it. And that really what that brings to mind for me is that yes, life is a dualistic experience. You know, life is the Mm. contradictions. We've got the spiritual, we've got the material. And a lot of the times we're sort of, you know, either at odds with one or the other. And we want to integrate, we want to harmonize. So the the dance version of that, which Mm. I love, is is between the two, you know, or embracing the two. And it's funny because I I have something in mindfulness and mysticism called them the cosmic dance 
Oh, literally have an exercise. <laughs> I, I guide my reader to literally go into a what I call a cosmic dance, which is your own dance, your own free falling into the movement of the body, you know, and you know, letting yourself just experience it. Do you know? Yeah, something that we need to do more often than not. I fully agree with you. Oh, we years and years ago, years and years ago, too many years ago now, we used to practice katsugan, which is basically the same thing. It was a uh, a practice of spontaneous movement in the body by mm-hmm. a beautiful Japanese healer who taught us that, you know, th- that's where the synergy happens. That's where the healing happens. And if we can just allow it and allow that spontaneity, allow that energy to move through you without the mind moving it, mm-hmm. incredible things, exquisite things happen. Yes. Oh, I can yes. oh. Oh, that's beautiful. A beautiful beautiful yes. operate. Oh, now I want to go dance. Okay. I know. Let's dance. <laughs> Let's dance. <laughs> and so this is sort of along the lines of opening ourselves to that creative inspiration you also talk about, right? One of the lines from you that I actually love is something along the lines of with mindfulness, you know, uh, we uncover the greater purpose of connecting to our higher consciousness. I love that. You want to talk a little bit more about yeah. that? Yeah, you know, that's why I wrote Mindfulness and Mysticism. You know, I've written books on mindfulness. I've been a mindfulness practitioner for quite a while. I've I've taught it. I've written about it. But when I went into, you know, on my own journey about wanting to go into present moment awareness and go into the mystical experience, um, really what came up for me is that it was the ability to move into areas of our self, our beingness, again, that helps us access different, not only vibrational frequencies that we can experience, do you know, mm-hmm. is that we are able to access different states of consciousness, one of them being going into a more mystical realm. And for someone who doesn't maybe know what that means, I would say the mystical realm is when you go into that place. And I, when I ask people, a lot of people will tell me, you know, when I ask them, you know, do you remember a time that you went somewhere that you felt something and it was almost hard to put into words and it felt very magical mm-hmm. and you felt high, actually. You felt like mm-hmm. you were going into a more exalted, you know, kind of euphoric experience, which I talk about because that's what led me on my own life journey. I started to have these waves of euphoria that I didn't know what they were. And that's what you start to experience. The more present you are, the deeper you can go. The deeper you can go, the higher you can go. The higher you can go, the farther you can go. And it just becomes more and more expansive. And it's just amazing and it's exquisite. And that's why I get very excited to talk about the (laughs) mindfulness journey. Mm-hmm. that anybody can be on if they want to, do you know, it's there for everybody. We're all mystics in the making. Mm. Oh, such beautiful words. Again, I really appreciate you speaking to that experience uh, for many reasons, but one of them is, is to just offer up 
a picture, an idea of some of the things that await without making my experience your experience, but just to talk about these experiences, because sometimes, you know, meditation or mindfulness or some of these practices, I find that we've been so trained um, to think mechanically that we don't fully understand exactly what we're really opening ourselves up to, what we're affording ourselves the journey of. Because sometimes in in thinking mechanically, we're just looking for a cause and an effect, right? Uh, An end result. If I do this, Mm -hmm. then I get that. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we don't really understand, you know, meditation can be relaxing. It can open brainwaves. It can do all these things. But that's not that's not really motivating for some people, right? It, that that drop in the bucket, those techniques and those practices. Well, am I just doing this to relax? Am I just doing this to calm my busy mind? There's so much more here. The journey is far greater, and the purpose is far greater than even these these little benefits along the way that are more than enough in and of themselves. Yes. But sometimes I find that having that grander vision and that grander understanding of what this can all uh, journey us towards is, is exciting and it is enriching and it is really wonderful to have people speak about their experience and allow us to make our own connections of what's possible for us and other reasons why we are feeling called to do this at every level. So yeah, I really appreciate you speaking to that experience. A lot. Yeah, be- beautiful, Amor, the way you describe that. It is very enriching. It is very abundant in mm-hmm. what it brings into our life. Do you know, when we Mm. really allow ourselves to be present, and that's why mindfulness is really about being present in all the moments of your life to the best of your ability. You know, we're not going to be present all the time. I get that, you know, but but I also want people to understand that mindfulness or the awareness is not just for 20 minutes on yoga mat or a message. It's really in the life journey. It's in the day to day experiences. It's in the moment to moment experiences. And so when you start to taste and experience what it brings in your life, because I tell people just just see what it brings into your life. The more Mm -hmm. present you are, the more like I said, it becomes more expansive. And Mm -hmm. when you start to you know, glimpse that when you start to experience it, of course, you want more. And it's not for a the end result, or it's not for, you know, sort of a premeditative, oh, by doing this, I'm going to get that you live your life with awareness in all the moments, some of the moments are glorious, some of the moments are very challenging, and Mm -hmm. difficult and arduous. Mm -hmm. So it becomes a way in which you can move through life on your particular life journey, that Mm -hmm. will bring you the richer experiences, because you're more present to receive them. Mm. I really appreciate that. You know, I'm curious. One of the things that I've noticed in, in, in my own work over the years is the 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 emotional component. And so when the more we're able to be aware and awake and fully present in any moment, we're able to really be with what is, which naturally affords us the ability and opportunity to, to be more fully with what we're actually feeling. 
in whatever moment and and with whatever emotional energy is present and allowing that emotional energy to move allowing ourselves to actually feel you know rather than thinking about our feelings or or resisting feeling energy mm-hmm. or you know numbing to avoid or distracting to avoid mm-hmm. all these things mm-hmm. and so i wonder if you could speak to that a little bit because i would imagine that you know for some people that can that can be really quite a challenge to overcome. And yet there's something on the other side of being able to do that, isn't there? Well, you know, I understand, look, again, when we talk about we're being, we're a feeling, you know, spiritual being, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're going to feel a lot of things, we're going to experience a lot of things, and some of it can be extremely difficult. And there is a tendency often for people not wanting to feel that much, mm-hmm. It can become difficult and can become so painful that there is a tendency to want to numb out or anesthetize or escape and be mindful of escaping also with practices, you know, not to use anything as a form of escape, but to use something so that it can help you become a more aware, conscious human being. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Absolutely. And I do feel that, you know, these kinds of practices like mindfulness in particular is really needed at a time when people are feeling so much. And again, I'm aware of how difficult it is for a lot of people. They just mm-hmm. don't want to feel that much. And mm-hmm. and but what I also want to say is this is not a time to anesthetize. This is not a time to numb out. This is not a time to escape and to trust yourself enough. Mm-hmm. So that you can use practices like, you know, reigning in the busy mind, mm-hmm. mindfulness, the awareness of, you know, where does the mind take you? Is it working favorably? Are your thoughts really supporting you in the moment that you are in, the experience that you're having? You know, these are wonderful skill sets to develop. And I, I don't know if that's asking your question, answering your question specifically, mm-hmm. but the, go ahead. No, you go go ahead, please finish your thought, please. So oh, I just, you know, I want to just really say that just, just as again, a starting point that mm-hmm. we really can use ourselves in the best way possible if we allow ourselves to be present more. Mm. See, of course you had to finish that thought. It's so beautiful. What an <laughs> offering. There's so many quotes. There's <laughs> three I don't want to put right on my wall. Really, really fabulous. I just wanted to speak a little bit more into it. And I really appreciate hearing your thoughts on it because I do feel that there is, um, e- even if there's some resistance there, and even if people aren't comfortable with feeling just simply because of how, you know, we've sort of been raised, that's okay. And I feel like there's an opportunity here to practice this in a way that is most supportive to you, where it doesn't have to feel, you know, like any kind of overwhelming. And yet, if it is a bit of a challenge for you, I would encourage you to rise to that challenge, because on the other side of that is this exquisiteness, this freedom, this peace. And I think the central point to all of it is what Aura keeps mentioning, which is just the key to everything in my very humble opinion. And that's the that trust piece to be mm-hmm. walking through your life in connection with your divine spirit, feeling guided, feeling connected, feeling in full trust, feeling that it's okay to show up in full presence and yeah. to right have the full experience. Yeah. I, 
And and I also want to say that being present means not just being present in, again, the moments that are really glorious or magical or mystical. Mm. All of that is great, you know, and you will allow for more of that the more present you are. But I also want to say that being present in the difficult moments, you know, are really um, something to learn from as well, that when we're present in a moment that's hard for us, that's mm-hmm. challenging for us, that could be painful for us, we have an awareness like, oh, you know, and those are the types of inner deep conversations we have with ourselves. And we say, ah, oh, this is, this is hard. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm feeling very challenged, you know, or I'm, I'm suffering, you know, I feel difficulty right now. When we acknowledge that, because it's important to acknowledge all of it, you know, not just to be selective mm-hmm. and say, oh, I'm only going to acknowledge this, but I'm not going to acknowledge that, do you know? Mm-hmm. And I think we do ourselves a disservice by that because, look, we know that life has, you know, I say life is like a, is like the ocean. Sometimes the seas are very calm and sometimes the ocean is tem- tempestuous mm-hmm. and tumultuous and can be very brutal, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to ride these waves with mm-hmm. awareness. You know, and that means when the sea is calm and soothing and beautiful and when it's raging, do you know? Mm -hmm. So the mindfulness practice helps us, you know, heighten our awareness with whatever we're going through in that particular moment. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I love it. I'm so visual, but I keep seeing so many visions as you're talking. And when you were speaking about the ocean, and the waves and awareness, the awareness piece just felt like the light that was shining, right? Regardless of, of what the waves were doing, the more awareness, the more light you have to just ride those, to see, to yeah. be in connection. Yeah, it's, it's quite yeah. brilliant. What yeah. a gift. What an absolute yeah. gift. And I find that when I hear you speaking as well, you know, I always like to think of, of, different perspectives and alternatives. So what are we doing if we're not doing that? I find that that's when we're distracting, when we're numbing, when we're shopping, when we're stimulating, when we're, you know, seeking those external influences or or causes of state changes to do anything other than just come to the center and allow that light of awareness is actually really all you need to move through whatever shape and form those ways are taking in the moment. And I really appreciate you speaking to that because the human experience is quite the spectrum, isn't it? And it's all of it. It's it not is. just these it is. bits. It is. Yeah. And look, I mean, wouldn't we all love to be in that beautiful, blissful state all the time? Do you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm all for samadhi and enlightenment and mm-hmm. being in an exalted state, you know, which is exquisite. <laughs> I say there's there's little moments of enlightenment along the way. We have those moments that come in and it just, everything just is so beautifully uh, cohesive and in harmony. And we love those moments and we're appreciative of those moments. And the more we avail ourselves to those moments, the more of them will, will come to us, do you know? Mm-hmm. But I also, again, I do want to say, you know, that this is a, this is the life journey and it has <laughs> Many ebbs and flows, and the mindfulness practice helps us every step of the way. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that so deeply because why else would we be here? 
Mm-hmm. I love that quote. The Samadhi is great. But if you're in that 24-7, what, what are we doing here? you think exactly you're, you know Simple, we, but we'd all be buddha you know i mean right. i believe we're again also buddhas in of the making course. and all have seeds of enlightenment in us sure. you know oh, so, and the more present we are the, the the closer we get to the more heightened states of awareness mm. I love it. You are such a gem. I wish I could stay on with you forever and a day. There's just so much wisdom here. And your energy, it's just like just warm sunlight. It's just beautiful sunlight. I can't think of, you know, a, a time in just more recent years where this has the ability to impact so many. I mean, for those of you out there who are in leadership, who are caring for your loved ones, who are in leadership in your families, who are parenting, who are um, on the front lines in community, we all talk about self-care. We all talk about having to put that oxygen mask on yourself before you can care for others. You know, there's so much of that going on right now on the planet. And this is something that everybody can do. Everybody has access to, uh, generally speaking, as much as possible to to have such a significant impact on yourself first. But of course, there's a ripple effect from that. So I really encourage any of you hearing this and listening in and feeling some resonance to, to dive into some of this, you know, a 60 second technique first thing in the morning that has that much power to influence you and all who you contact and all who you influence over the course of your day. Why not? How profound, what a gift. Or do you have any final thoughts you feel inspired to share before we wrap up for today? You know, I think we covered so much that I think you and I know really can just bring that bu- abundance of clarity into somebody's life and their life journey. But what I also want to say about the mindfulness practice is start today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Start today. <laughs> you know, that's, that's my best parting mm-hmm. words is really, you know, become more aware today. Mm-hmm. And we can all become more aware and awake. You know, it's it's just profound, really, how much more aware and awake we can be. So mm. start today. Take that step towards being that much more aware and awake in each and every moment of your life. Mm. Profound. I love it. Start right now. Start today. Or <laughs> such a powerful and deeply, deeply inspiring conversation. I really appreciate you being here with us today and for sharing your wisdom just so generously. Thank you so much for having me, Amor. I really enjoyed it. Oh, absolute pleasure. All right, everyone. And thank you all for coming along on this ride with us today, too. As always, I hope today's episode serves your highest possible good and that it inspires you and empowers you to reign in your busy mind to live more consciously and connect with that divine power that awaits you always. And of course, anytime we're talking about empowering our lives is a great time to talk about any of the awesome things going on over here in the superpower universe, uh, like CIFA. CIFA stands for Creative Energy Field Activation. And if you've not yet experienced this beautiful, powerful, and super accessible modality, then I invite you to head on over to superpowerexperts.com to sign up for the next free experience with Tonya Don Reckla today. Until next time, keep unlocking your own superpowers of the soul and put them to great use. 
creating a life and a world you love. Bye for now, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.